Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Brewed Up and Spit Out podcast. I am your host, as always, Justin Wojo Wojohowitz, along with my very unenthusiastic-looking co-host. My man's browsing on his phone. Look, I'm getting prepared, okay? You're doing, you're doing your 15 seconds of my research? 15 seconds of research that I do before every episode. Well, introduce yourself then, you swine, in case people forget who you are. Uh, how could they? But I am Scott Big Friction Stone. Big Friction, Big Sad. Big whatever. Big everything. <laughs> you know what? We'll go with it. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> we'll man. Take it, take it if you get it, man. Take mm-hmm. it if you get it. So today's date is May the 11th of 2021. We fucked up. We missed another week last week. It's okay. There was uh, extraordinary circumstances that prevented us from doing it. I don't even remember what the extraordinary circumstances were. Uh, were you just big sad? That may have been it. We went to the cool cricket. We did. <laughs> Shout out to Shout the cool out cricket. To the cool <laughs> We haven't been in the cool cricket in dumb long. Yo, I'm mad as hell. Their wings got extra small, man. I guess there's like a chicken wing shortage. There's a lot of shortages. They're gonna charge me full price for some baby ass wings. Like that's your fault. Me and the waitress almost had to square up. (laughs) They thought it would make it better by giving me seven of like tiny ass wings. Like seven tiny wings still ain't enough. Hey man, that's why I didn't get wings. You're a smart man. I'm a smart man sometimes. You're a smart man. All right, so if you were paying attention two weeks ago. We had a little wager, which I realized after the fact was an, a terrible idea because we wagered who would be more accurate on the NFL draft. And as my, I saw my, my chances of being victorious in this wager go up in smoke, I realized I didn't choose what I thought would happen. I chose what I thought NFL GMs would do, thus putting at me at a severe handicap right off the start. But you know what? I'm a man of my word. I'm, I'm here to take my lumps. We didn't even tally it up because it was so horrible for both of us. Neither of us wanted to uh, acknowledge our terrible performance, but I can acknowledge that my performance was worse than yours, sir. So congratulations, you've won. Thank you. I don't know if there's any winners. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know if anyone's. A it's winner like five in this for thirty-two. I don't even know what percentage that is, but I know it's not good. So no one really won, but I guess there had to be a winner because we put it up to a to a bet, and uh, I came out. On the bottom, so you were the one to pick the beer for me this week, and I'm sure you probably picked something I'm going to fucking hate. Well, I, uh, well, shout out to our friend Keith. The man with the beer. The man with the beer. We, we decided on something together. We went with the, uh, from Cape May Brewing Company. Which I like. I like Cape May Brewing. Yes, as do I. We went with Cape May Coffee Stout, which may be our, fr- is this, that's not our first stout on the show, I don't think. No, I think we've had a coffee, we've had a coffee beer before, I think. Trying to remember. It's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been a while. But we're having one today, so And I'm not going to like it. Yes. Uh, you're not a fan of coffee. No, I don't like coffee. So I like coffee. I drink black coffee every single day. Because you're a monster. Because I'm a man. No, you're a fucking you see, monster. You see this, this hair on my face? Yeah, I see that little fucking soul patch you got going on over there, man. All rocking patchy it. and shit. I'm rocking it, dude. That's what they call me. They call me Patch Adams. Patch Adams? Yeah. I don't, you need to get some beard oil or something, man. You got to fill that thing out. You, Look, need, you need Adam to show you how to grow a beard like a man. Shout out to Adam. Shout out to Adam's. <laughs> no, shout out to Adam's, shout out Adam's beard. beard. It's a manly, manly beard. Look, and I don't this know. this coffee is going to turn me into a man. Hopefully, by the end well, of it. Well, let's find out if I can choke it down. It tastes like coffee. It does taste like coffee. It's coffee. It's delicious. It's it's alcoholic coffee. It is definitely alcoholic coffee, which a lot of stouts try for. There's a lot of coffee notes in stouts. It's like one of the common flavors that pervade them. So, uh, but you know what? I like it. You know what? I hate it. 
I got to be honest with the people at home. I took a few sips before because I needed to prepare myself. I needed to get my palate ready. That last sip we just took, I didn't hate it as much as the first few sips. It'll grow I, don't know if, I don't know if my tongue is getting used to the um, the coffee flavor, but you know maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm getting a more uh, refined adult taste. Well, let's just see uh, over the course of the podcast if your opinion changes by the end. We'll keep sipping on it. Uh, so Scott, the big news that came out what was it yesterday? Two days ago? It was yesterday, right? I think it was yesterday. Tim Tebow, one year contract. One year contract. What what do you we think about this? I think people are torn. It's right down the middle. It seems like I. It's rough because you're you're looking at a Jacksonville team clearly in a rebuilding phase. They just got a lot of pieces they needed in the draft, and a lot of pieces that I didn't think they needed, but they still picked up anyway. But we'll get to that later on. Yes, we will. Uh, Good teaser. I like that. Yeah. Look at you. I look at that. I'm like a professional sometimes. I know. My 15 seconds of research before the show really it. paid off. <laughs> That's what I was looking up. Anyways, I mean, Tim Tebow, he's athletic. He's, he is. He's very athletic. He can't throw the ball worth a damn. No. But. Ruggedly handsome. I think when you sign him to a one-year contract, you, you reunite him with his old coach in Urban Meyer. Like, what do you, what do they really have to lose by doing this? Their the reputation as an NFL franchise. But here's the thing. You're, you're. Year in and year out, one of the laughing stocks of the league. And you struggle to put fans in there. Even though Jaguars fans, the ones that do exist, are very passionate. What was that, Scott? What? Say that again. What, Jaguars? Yes. Jaguars? There you go. It's Jaguars. There's no I in Jaguars, Jaguars. Scott. Anyways, their fan base is very passionate but small. I think you, you try to bring in more energy into the stadium by getting someone like Tebow because you have all the Gator fans who live in Florida who are going to be there now, not just for Urban Meyer, but for also Tim Tebow. It's a good spectacle. It's a young team, and I really don't see the harm in it. I don't know that he's going to light up the field, but I think it's harmless. It's I think it's harmless for nothing else than the optics of, of it right now. It seems like a weird move by Urban Meyer. Like, for what what do you think Tim Tebow can bring to the team, right? You assume, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Tim Tebow is still in great shape. He seems like a guy that really can keep himself ready to go. But he's 33 years old. He's never played tight end at all at a, you know, a major level before. Maybe he played in high school. I don't fucking know. I'm sure he probably just played quarterback. He's never played tight end. He's got to learn all the things tight ends have to learn. They probably won't keep him out there on running plays. But if, if so, he's going to have to learn how to block. Do you, do you see him being like a Taysom Hill? I mean... Possibly. You think that's how they're going to try to use him? But like you said, he can't throw worth a damn. The thing about Taysom Hill is the one yeah. thing he could do is he can throw the ball deep at least. He's got arm strength. That's true. He doesn't have great accuracy, but Tim Tebow had neither. Neither a great arm or great accuracy. Although I will say, Tim Tebow did beat the Steelers in the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> that's true. That this is, is true. facts. And it was one of the happiest moments of my life. This is facts. But to me, that doesn't take away from the fact that it seems like a gimmick to me. And while I understand it, we're, the, the thing I understand about it the most is the marketing aspect of it. So if you're an NFL GM and you had to choose between Joe Smith, the no-name, unsigned, or undrafted free agent tight end out of you know some random university that might make the practice squad and get a few reps in games and maybe he'll be a nice story if he turns out to be anything decent, or you get Tim Tebow, who I guarantee you will sell jerseys We'll put people in the seats that want to see Tim Tebow, the you know crazy Tim Tebow fanatics. Like, what do you? You'd have nothing to lose from a business perspective by bringing him in. 
Besides your reputation as a football team, which is the most important thing. But they're the Jaguars. They're the Jaguars. There you go. So I like that you're working on. This. I, I don't know how much of a reputation as a football team they have. As I of think right at now. this point, this is the part of the franchise is it's going to turn around at this point. Like you just drafted the best quarterback prospect in decades after Andrew Luck. So it's like this is the time where you have to start doing things that make sense. You got to start making smart football decisions and turning around your your terrible reputation as like a laughing stock organization. Now is the time to do it. And now you're going to start by bringing in like a sideshow like Tebow. Like, what's the point? Like, it, it just, just doesn't make Just think of the plays it opens up, though, when you got Tebow in there. Like what? Do you think they have to respect his ability to throw? Like or the, his, his quote unquote ability to throw if well, you put him in there? He's, I guarantee you what he's going to do is, like you said, he's going to be Taysom Hill. He's going to he's gonna play the um the personal protector for a punt, like where you can direct snap it to him and let him run or throw. He's going to do gimmicky stuff. He's not going to be an actual tight end that lines up to block or that lines up to like go catch a, a pass maybe once in a while to keep teams honest, but he's just going to be a gimmicky player. So, I mean, I guess it's a, it's a low risk, probably low reward. I think there's a very, <laughs> there's a very limited amount of ceiling that you can have with this move, but it's just something that's just so weird. I didn't expect it. And I don't know how I feel about it. I really don't like, like I said, I'm, I'm fine with it because there's very little risk involved with it. It's a one-year deal. I don't know how much they paid him. It couldn't have been that much. I don't. I'm assuming, but you're trying to get the fans excited. That's the thing. This is definitely a PR move. You're trying to get the fans. You're going to get people to go to training camp now to watch Tim Tebow take take like three snaps at quarterback. Hey man, what if he wins the starting job? I mean, <laughs> what, what, if he, what what if he's like Flacco and he's there to compete? I think like, yeah. <laughs> like, Joe Flacco is there to compete though. <laughs> Joe Flacco is going to win that job. What if Tim Tebow is just like yo? Urban Meyer, give me that chance. Yo, let me get a shot, yeah, Urban. Let's run it back. Let me do Remember one of those Florida teams. Let me do one of those goofy jump passes let's at the goal line. It. Yo, let's do it. God, <laughs> who knows, man? I, hopefully, I know. They're gonna start lining Trevor Lawrence up at tight. Yo, let's fucking go. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. So, Scott, any uh, additional thoughts you have on this beer for now? As we're sipping it. Actually, I haven't sipped it in a while. I'm gonna sip it now. I'll let you sip first. I'm going to intro you into your sip, and then I'll take a sip. All right. Go ahead. I think as far as coffee stouts go, like like I said before, it's a very prevalent flavor in the world of stouts, just associate them with coffee, because it works well together. I think this is definitely different than a lot of them, to me at least. Um, to me, it doesn't taste like you get coffee, yes, but it's not like overwhelming with the sense of coffee. It's a very like not subtle, but I would say reserved. Maybe a little bit more subdued than other coffee stouts that I've had in my in in the past. Uh I'm enjoying it. I don't know how your opinion is going with it so far. So, I am actually less less hateful of this beer than I thought I was. Like I said, the first couple sips I had right out the can were were rough. But I guess I'm just used to it now. And I I'm not a coffee guy. I don't know if I'm ever going to be a coffee guy. So there's there's a hard limit on how high this beer can go for me. But it's not as bad as I thought it would be. So it's not much of a punishment. Hey, look. After the performance that both of us put up, I don't think any of us really deserved a punishment. We both deserved mop water. We, yes. Like not the beer mop water, like actual like actual mop physical water. mop yes. water. It was it was rough. It, it was, was it was rough. Speaking of rough, Scott, there were some rough drafts that were had two weeks ago. There, there were also some very good drafts. There that were, were had some two weeks good ago. drafts that were had uh, a couple weeks ago. 
And there were some really head-scratching moments, as there always is in the draft. Um, I think probably one of the bigger head-scratching moments for me. Roger Goodell's chair. That was, I don't know what that was about. What in the world was that even? It was one of the <laughs> most confusing things to me. He was like, I bought this chair for my house. It's like, yeah, and, all right. And fans were, quote unquote, lucky to get selected to just sit in his chair. I don't. Like they didn't pre-vet people before. Yeah, like, like I don't. They said they were all pre. They they were all vaccinated. So how in the world do you? They come on, don't don't feed me lies. I just don't understand what the hell the whole point of it was. And a lot of the people like they didn't give a shit about it. Like they were they were they were like supposed to walk up to the podium half the time with Goodell is what I I thought the premise behind the whole thing was. But a lot of them just kind of sat there and let him walk on by. Like I don't I don't know. Like it, if if you're gonna. If you're going to have people like win, quote unquote, win something, why not have them announce the pick? Yeah. What's the harm in that? Yeah. Like, you know what they should have done, which would have made a lot of sense. Every team was represented by a frontline worker and the frontline worker got to read the pick. No, I think that would have worked. That would have worked well with what they were going for. I think we should have just let chaos ensue and not only let them announce the pick, but let, let them, them make the pick. The pick. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, they're on the phone with the with the uh, the war rooms of the teams. Yeah. Please, please pick Trevor Lawrence. Please. And they go and pick fucking some rando yeah. from No Name University. <laughs> We're going to take the kicker. We're going to take the kicker. <laughs> Everyone takes a kicker in the first round. The first 32 picks are all kickers. Look, I'm down with it, though. I'm down with that kind of draft. Make let, kickers let, great again. Let total anarchy reign, okay? Because here's the thing. At least that would have been an interesting draft to watch. And don't get me wrong. There was a lot of drama, as there always is, but it's so drawn out. There is no reason that the first round needs to be a four-hour event. Like, but it is, and it always will be. I know. Because that, commercials just, it, pay bills, it, Scott. It irks me, though, because you'll be sitting there and going, oh, the next three teams have their picks in already. Yeah, they're ready. already ready. But we have to wait. We have to go to commercial and then come back commercial. and talk to the guy who just got drafted. Like, yeah. no one gives a shit, man. Sorry, like, you're not on my team. I don't fucking care. Yeah. So Unless it, you're Quiddy Pay. Mr. Quiddy Pay. We love Quiddy Pay. We love Quiddy Pay. Shout Quiddy out Quiddy Pay. If you want to come on the podcast, let us know. Yo, shout out Quiddy Pay and Quiddy Pay's mom. Hey, there we go. If you both want to come on the podcast, let us know. Let us know. We'll be happy. We'll work something out. We'll Skype you in. Yeah. We won't compensate you for your time because we're poor. But we'll send you a beer. We'll send you a beer. It'll be one of the terrible beers that we've had. Um, so do you have any winners, losers you want to discuss? Who do you think had a good draft? Who do you think had a rough draft? I think for me, I think there were a lot of like okay drafts out there. As far as like home run hitters, I have to say, I mean, they've been getting a lot of hate for their later round picks, but I think the Giants really kind of nailed it. Oh, this my one. man, he's giving, he's giving the Giants some props. I Well, they got so much for trading back. Like, they did. They got a king's ransom. They did. I mean, and it was, I think it's a double edged sword, but I'll get to that in a moment. Um, I think the Giants did, uh, objectively speaking, as a Giants fan, I thought they had a really good draft. Their, their first round selection, um, the wide receiver from Florida. Tony, Tony, Tony is how you say yeah. it. Kadarius, Tony. Kadarius, Tony. He, I, I thought he could possibly be a reach, but I'm okay with it because you have to, you have to look at it as as an entire package. So, would I rather have had Devontae Smith? Yeah, but the Eagles jumped the Giants. They left them no opportunity right, to which, get him. Which here's the thing, though, they did the next best thing that they could do in that position because they obviously wanted Devontae Smith. Yeah, and they were able to get. So many picks from the Bears, a first ridiculous. rounder. Which who knows? The Bears might be trash. There's, they're probably going to be trash. So I think the the best part about the Bears pick is I think it's safe to assume they're not going to be one of the five, six worst teams in the league, but they're also not going to be 
a deep playoff run guy. So you're basically guaranteeing yourself a pick somewhere between like six and like 15, 20 you think? Yeah. at the highest end. Mm-hmm. So like you're super safe with that. You're guaranteed a, like a solid contributor. I mean, on paper, you have to right. still get the pick right, but you're guaranteed like a solid first round pick with that pick. And it's a brilliant. And they still got a guy they apparently really coveted. I'm sure, like we already stated, they'd rather have Smith, but it didn't work out that way. Right, and there's nothing you can do about that except no. for, and then, gentlemen, tip my hat to him. He did a really good job and getting what the most what they could for that spot. Yeah, and they, the Bears they, desperately needed to trade up to get a quarterback, and they traded down again, and they pay, and they ended up getting so their first round pick I wasn't sold on, but their second round pick Ojalari, the DN from Georgia, Which I was surprised he was in the second. He round. was the first round pick, but people are worried that he tore his ACL in high school. It's like, bro, the the guy's four years removed from that, and he hasn't had any injuries since then. Like, the thing the NFL teams look at is so weird. No, I know. Like, it, you look at, like, a guy got injured, like, se- seven years ago when he went to a pool party and <laughs> jumped off a roof, and he's got character issues. It's like, what are you even talking about? Yeah, man, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I think it was a brilliant draft by them, and it was really nice to see it actually happen for a change. Yeah, he, he, Gettleman's never traded down ever as a GM, and he traded down, and I thought he did a great job. Yeah. They still got all the guys that – they got filled all the positions of need they had except for offensive line, which they drafted a whole bunch of offensive linemen last year. At some point, you got to let your young guys develop, so mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Um, I counter that with I thought the Bears had a good draft. They did. I mean – I agree. You you think – you say they give up a ransom, which they did, but that's the, the thing is you give up a ransom to get a quarterback. And, and the they th- got who was arguably going into like this year was supposed to be the number two guy behind Trevor Lawrence like coming out this year. Yeah, I like Justin Fields. I thought he should have been the number two overall pick. Yeah, so it, they for where they ended up getting to in the draft, they got a steal for Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the other teams that I think did really good. Yes, they gave up a lot to get him, but you're always going to give up a lot when you comes to quarterback. And they traded up in this into the second round, and they ended up getting an offensive tackle who is you know, one of the more coveted tackles still remaining on the board. So you figure you get your franchise, hopefully franchise quarterback, and then you get a cornerstone lineman to protect to him. To protect him, yeah. It's, it works out well. And the thing is, people are always so worried about the draft capital, the mm-hmm. draft capital. You're trading, you're trading draft picks. You can't trade draft picks. Listen, if there's a guy on the board that you are f- pretty certain that is going to be a, you know, a solid NFL player going forward, why would you not make trades? Draft picks exactly. are crapshoots. You don't know who don't is going to be there. Work out who's not going to. So it's all like you may as well take your shot with what you got. Yeah, and uh, I think they did a really good job at that. Um, on the opposite side, like I mean, there are a few head scratchers to me as a Bengals fan. I'm really on the fence about them getting Jamar Chase. It's one of those things where it's like you knew you were going to get one of the two, and you had the ability to take either or, and. I mean, I personally, I don't, I don't hate it either way. The thing, the thing that bothers me the most about your draft is that you, you got we, I, we had talked about this on our pre-draft show. I thought the best move for the Bengals to make was to draft Jamar Chase because I think he's the best receiver in the draft by a lot, and then get an offensive lineman in the second round. I'm they not did it. Who they got in the, the second problem round, is though. who they took in the yeah. second round. The 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 lineman, the guard slash tackle combo from Clemson. All the you know, the draft pundits, Mel Kiper, McShay, all those guys. They were kind of scratching their head. Mm-hmm. You know, there was other guys on the board who could have been better fits there. Yeah, it was very strange. I mean, I guess they must have saw something they liked in him. And and that's why, you know, you have scouting departments. Yeah. 
You know, not every pick is going to make sense to some people. And some people are going to say, you should have took this guy or that guy. Who knows? You know, maybe the Bengals hit a home run with this guy. Maybe he's good. But I'm fingers crossed. But at the time being, it was like, okay, I'm hoping they see something that I don't. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I mean, look, Jamar Chase reuniting with Joe Burrow. Obviously, they have a history. Like, it's instant chemistry right there. It could be great for the three plays that Joe Burrow is going to be alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, the the biggest problem I have with it is that they the guy they they took they say he profiles more as a guard. It's like you guards are way easier found than tackles, man. If you have the chance to get a guy that's going to protect your franchise quarterback, like the reason Joe Burrow died last year was cuz both of his tackles were terrible because he got sandwiched between two defensive ends on the same play. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah. It like, was really You rough. figure even if one of those tackles wasn't cheeks, maybe he only gets, you know, maybe he gets sacked but he doesn't get hurt so bad. Yeah. The reason he got hurt was cuz he got rolled up on. So, I mean, now I want to I want to bring up one of the ones like one of the head scratchers in my my thing. Travis Etienne going to the Jaguars. Doesn't make sense to me. After you have like Robinson was a really solid undrafted. He rookie broke out. He's he, he's. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'm fairly certain if it wasn't just the Jags, I think he had the most scrimmage yards as, as an undrafted free rookie free agent in the history of the league. It, it was definitely of the Jaguars, but like he was a workhorse for them last year. He never got injured. He got injured mm-hmm. in one game, I think, but yeah. he carried the ball. He was 25 and, times a and, game. And don't get me wrong, Travis Etienne is an absolute beast. He is the ACC all time leading rusher. He is an animal, and I have no doubt that he will add production to that team. But I just think you're not filling a need, and that was one of the things. Like You didn't need to get a running back, especially as high as they took him. And they're excited because he's going to fill in there as a third down back. It's like, you know the, you, where you can find third down backs? In like the fifth round. <laughs> yeah, like That's all there is. The, the reason running backs go so high in the draft is because they're do-it-all guys. Mm-hmm. like Guys like Etienne and um, the guy that... Um, Najee Harris. Yeah, Najee Harris. Those are guys who can catch and run and block and do it all. That's Mm -hmm. why you go in the first or second round. Guys in the fifth round are the smaller guys that can they can catch and they can do a little bit of one thing, but they can't do it all. Why would you draft a guy who you're you're going to use as a third down back almost exclusively in the first First round? round. And that's it. It was so with plenty of. There was all these positions on the on the board there that was, the Jags still need too. That's the thing. Like they they were lots of issues they could have addressed with that pick. Running back wasn't one of the ones that I don't think many people saw them looking at. But I guess like, like I said, Etienne he's he's really good. But I don't know if that works out for them in the long run. I mean, I want to see the Jags succeed. It would be nice to see the Jags do something. I'm like a little biased. My brother's a Jaguars fan. Shout out! Shout to my out, Jut. Even though I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to this, but shout out, Jeff. That's anyway. fine. But Maybe he will one day. Maybe it'll be today. It's just I don't know. As as someone who likes to root for the underdogs, I feel like the Jaguars are perpetual underdogs. So I would like to see them turn this around. I just hope that wasting a first, well, quote unquote, wasting a first round pick on a position that they didn't really need. I hope that works out for him. Mm-hmm. Another big loser from the draft was the Texans because. Their entire franchise is a shit show right it's now. It's in disarray. And they had no picks till the third round, and they take a quarterback in the third round, which I understand, but they take Davis Mills from Stanford, who projects to be... He might he might have to start for them. I mean, I think they have Tyrod Taylor. I think so. Which, well, you, but Tyrod Taylor, is the, he's going to get his lung punctured in the second yeah. week. He's going to get <laughs> stabbed by his trainer. Uh, the wildest story out of last year, I still think that. 
My man definitely got stabbed on purpose. Yeah, well, they were like, oh, have you see Justin Herbert, <laughs> you see what he could do. Well, you see this man? He's like 6'6, six, six, he's got a cannon for an arm, he's, he's accurate. We're going to have to stab Tyrod Taylor. It's <laughs> the only way we can get this man on the field. We have to stab Tyrod Taylor. But, like, the Texans just with a sheer a lack of draft capital because they traded the worst part 17 was, picks I for. I feel like they should have. <sighs> Especially now, like looking back with hindsight, they really should have tried to move Watson. And I know they really don't want to. And who knows if Watson's even going to play? Watson might be done. He might be done in the NFL. We're not going to come. We're not going to speculate on this man's legal future because we're not. But can you imagine if they had like before all this news came out, like finesse someone out of like what would have happened? I wonder what would have happened. Do you know how mad people? Dude, that trade is still like up. No, I think they probably would have. Like, I mean, I guess you would have had to approve if they knew Deshaun Watson was possibly in some shit. And I mean, I don't know that that would have been that would have been wild. Can you imagine like they get rid of him and like two weeks later that this shit comes out and there's like whoever's left holding the bag is just like what the fuck? what the fuck? <laughs> we just traded five first round picks. That would have been this like man. the ultimate finesse out of the Dolphins give up two and like four first round picks <laughs> for a guy who's going to jail. for a guy who's going to jail maybe <laughs> like, like oof. <laughs> That'd be, a, that'd be a Dolphins thing to do, though. That would be a Dolphins thing to do. Shout out to the Dolphins. Shout out Dolphins. So I have one more winner, and I have one more loser. My one winner, and I don't know how this pick is going to turn out. This man might be Cheeks, and I have a feeling he might be Cheeks. But the Patriots, I give them a win because they didn't trade up, and they still got a quarterback. Mac Jones. They didn't, they didn't have to. And I, I mean, are you personally surprised to see Mac Jones go that far down? No, I thought well, that far up or that far down. Like, de- well, a lot of people were saying that he was going to be the number. Uh, I I said three it in, in my GM. I understand. I put that. my GM hat on, and I was like, wrong. It's because the 49ers didn't know what they were doing until like the minute of the draft. They were like, "Oh shit!" They flipped a coin. <laughs> but I mean, I'm surprised Mac Jones went that high to start with because I really don't think Mac Jones is going to be a a good NFL quarterback. Look, I don't know. He because Alabama he quarterbacks fits, are ass. He fits the Bill Belichick mold, though. For, He's like, like a like, goofy, unathletic white guy. Yeah, the, he. Yeah, it's the kind of quarterback that Bill Belichick has always worked. He's just well got to start kissing his kids and shit. And I mean, being, hey, look, start dating a Brazilian supermodel, and if he does, good for him. I mean, yeah, I'm good I'm, for him. I'm not not for the kissing the kids part. But no, good. don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. That's weird, man. But uh, Tom Brady, you're a weird guy. Tom Brady is a weird guy, but you know what? You're very successful, but you're still a weird guy. I don't know, man. And uh, okay, so what was your uh, your loser? Then? My my last loser is the Green Bay Packers. It doesn't matter what happened in the draft Ooh. because you pissed Ooh. off arguably the best quarterback in the league, definitely top three. That that report came out that day of the draft, and it was probably the biggest bombshell in the entire offseason. People were fucking wa- going crazy, man. I thought for sure the Forty ers were going to give a. Uh, their th- number three pick. They were calling to try to trade. Denver was calling trying to trade. I don't know why you wouldn't if you were the Packers, man. Your team is literally being held together by duct tape and bubble gum and Aaron Rodgers, and that's it. And Devontae Adams, I guess. Yeah. Like, Everybody else is just easily replaceable. Pretty much. And it's one of those things where I guess you think, okay, it's Aaron Rodgers. He spent his entire career here. He's just going to be here. Like, But no. That's the thing. Like he's angry. You've made him angry. You've been making him angry for years. Mm-hmm. And that actually gets me on to the the next thing that I really wanted to talk about. Uh, that whole thing came out on draft day because Adam Schefter broke that story, and it turns out that no new information was gotten. That was weeks old information that he just decided to like say on draft day. Which of course he would because I mean it's like the biggest day the NFL right. has had. 
since the Super Bowl. But he confirmed that that didn't come out of Rodgers' camp. That just came out of league and team sources. But still, that gets me thinking about the nature of like rumors in sports. Like you hear these talkings about how Aaron Rodgers is unhappy, and you hear it for like a lot of quarterbacks about like especially Deshaun Watson before Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, and it gets the imagination going. And it's great headline grabbing things, and it's a great way to sell stories. But do you think how much stock do you put in sports rumors like that? Do you do you believe a majority of things or do you just wait and for the official reports to go, OK, this is what's actually happening? See, and it, it almost it pains me a little bit that it was like Shefty that because you figure he's a reliable. He's source. always been pretty reliable. And I think that's that's very irresponsible reporting. And the problem with the age we live in now, the Twitter age, is that you have to be the first to break news. Like everybody wants to be the first. They'd rather deal with the repercussions of something like this, having to come out and say, well, you know, I kind of was just shooting the shit and guess, you know, guessing on this. They'd rather deal with the fallout of that than not being the guy to report the story and being Mm -hmm. right. Because that's how Adam Schefter has made a living. He's made a living by being the first guy to report stuff and having these sources and stuff like that. So people believe you. But the problem with rumors in sports is that we saw it all offseason. Half of these rumors are put out by the teams themselves. Remember when the Eagles were getting a first, two firsts, t- Tariq Cohen and and a starting defensive player from the Carson Bears for Carson Wentz. Wentz? And you know what they got for Carson Wentz? Not that. Not that at all. Not that at all. Not that at all. They're lucky they got a first rounder for Carson Wentz. And that's the thing. Do you believe that a lot of it is like subterfuge by the teams? A hundred percent. I mean, information is is a weapon in this in this industry. When you put out rumors and stuff like that, I think at this point teams are so used to it that it doesn't even like phase them. But I mean, how many times can you say that one rumor has led to something else happening? Like a rumor that somebody was going to take Mac Jones could have led to, you know, teams making trades. All this kind of shit is all put out by these teams to try to get other teams interested. You I think it's super hard to believe that team that these some of these guys have inside sources they say like quote-unquote inside sources they're just people from those respective teams like when people were shitting on Carson Wentz's character Josina Anderson had an inside source no that was fucking Alshon Jeffrey because he was tired of dealing with Carson Wentz's bullshit like people when they have an agenda they're willing to go on the record or not on the record they're willing to go and say things as an anonymous source right. and that's how all this information works like everything is like you said, subterfuge is a great word because it's all misdirection. Mm-hmm. It's all misdirection. Now, do you think that we should stop, like, as consumers of sports, obviously, do you think that, like, as a whole, we should stop caring so much about these rumors that come out? Because the thing is, it's exciting. It, it is. It, it gets the excitement going, and especially, like, right now in the NFL offseason, it's something to talk about. That's that's all it is, man. You know who loves this shit? Sports talk radio people. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. us to a very low degree mm-hmm. because we're not really that. But like, you, how do you think like sports networks survive? Yeah, they survive how do you think by NFL talking Live about goes on the air every day, <laughs> every day, three hundred and sixty-five days Even a year. There's no football. For there's no life. football for half of the year, yeah. and you're gonna talk about what? You're gonna talk about this. You're gonna talk about dumb shit. You're gonna talk about Tim Tebow for a week and a half now. <laughs> it's like we just need stuff to talk about because we love football. Mm-hmm. Like football is the number one sport in America and we don't care what it is. Just give us something, please. Give us something to consume and something to talk about. Give us we, something to consume. That's all we want. And it, it's 
to me but we have to we have to listen because sometimes these reports are right we they, sometimes they are right and that gets me back to it even though the whole shafty thing was reported that it wasn't new information and it wasn't from rogers camp per se I still believe that there is some animosity between him and the team. Like I it think comes from somewhere. There's been animosity in in that relationship for years, for even before before Aaron Aaron Rodgers took over for Brett Favre, there was animosity there. Then Aaron Rodgers took over, and there's still animosity. The the organization people will ar- will argue with you all the time, but I think they have legitimately failed Aaron Rodgers to a degree as far as putting sufficient talent around him. People always want to point at like, oh, well, the line's been pretty good. Like they had a good line last year. Like, okay, yeah, I understand. The line was pretty good last year. But besides Levante Adams, who's Who getting open? To? He's thrown like Marquez Valdez Scantlin. Yeah. My <laughs> like, man's got fucking stone hands, like, yeah. but he's just fast. Like uh. they this the stat that's always the craziest thing to me is until Martellus Bennett went there. Or no, no, I'm not sorry, I'm not Martellus Bennett. Was it Jared Cook? I think so. Who's the tight end? Uh the tight end that's that was there this year. I can't remember the. Who oh, it was. I can't remember right now either. God damn it! It's gonna piss me off now. But the tight end that the Packers had the last couple years is the only first round pick Aaron Rodgers has ever thrown a touchdown pass to. Like, Rough. just think about that. Think yeah. about that. That's just the law of averages. They they just don't draft people for Aaron Rodgers in the first round. They try to get him in the fourth and fifth and sixth round, and Aaron Rodgers makes guys who are just trash look great. Look at all the players that Aaron Rodgers has had that left. Mm-hmm. That you know how how have they done other places? Not remember great. Jordy Nelson going <laughs> to the Raiders. Remember how great that <laughs> was? My man basically stole a bunch of money because he was terrible with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I mean, Greg Jennings, I think was was okay. Did he even play with Aaron Rodgers? Or did he play with only Brett Favre? It's been such a long he time. Played with Rodgers for a little bit, but I mean, he had a decent like go with the Vikings. But I mean, for the most part, like Aaron Rodgers makes these guys like efficient. He well, makes Aaron Rodgers is. If not the best quarterback in the game right now, top three. So he, of course, and that's why I can understand the frustration, like the supposed frustration, because you've been here for 16 years now. And they're essentially doing the same thing to him that they did to Brett Favre. Yeah. Like they drafted his replacement in the first round last year, which, which that, and they jumped up to get him. That and the makes, thing is, too, I don't even get that. I don't even get it because like drafting Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers was like a legitimate NFL prospect going into the draft. People like respected Aaron Rodgers and thought that Aaron Rodgers could be a a good NFL quarterback. No one had Jordan Love going in the first round. I didn't. I certainly didn't. I mean, NFL people will say, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like they say that shit every year. Yeah. People also thought Christian Ponder would be a good NFL quarterback. Jamarcus Russell. Everybody, like, (laughs) Like, these people, all they do is talk about how, like, this guy's this and this guy's that, but they don't really know. But, I mean, you can, the eye test tells you certain things. And, I mean, guys like Jordan Love just don't succeed in the NFL, it doesn't seem like. Like, the mobile quarterback prototype doesn't work a lot. And the worst part is, and they're going to find this out very quick, you take Rodgers out of that offense, and then what do you, you put Jordan Love and you plug him in there. That's a seven-win team. If that. Seven win team. If it's not that. even like they have a great defense to fall back on. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is just that good. He really is, and it's and you hear talk now that uh, Devontae Adams said that his future with Green Bay is in question if Rodgers ends up leaving, which I can't blame him mm-hmm. for. And I think that's less of a that's less of a Devontae Adams needing and relying on Aaron Rodgers, 
And it's more of a we just want to have a we we have a Hall of Fame quarterback yeah. here. Why are we not helping him? We're not going to help him and and do everything we can to try to get him the pieces he needs to win. Like we'd rather take our chances with you know a rookie. Like I don't get that. I, and I I understand where Devontae Adams is coming from, and I agree with him. You know, at the end of the day, the receiver, no matter how great you are, you need a guy to get you the yeah, ball. You need someone to throw it to you, no matter what. And if you go from a Hall of Famer, a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer, to you don't know what you're going to get with Jordan Love, man. Yeah, you just don't. You don't know. You might find out this year. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to see. It's definitely interesting. And, and the best part about it, which I'll I'll wrap up on this. The best part of of this whole thing is who it is. Is that every team in the league besides probably Kansas City and I guess maybe probably Tampa Bay. Well, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. There's at least 28 other teams in the NFL that would say, "Yeah, give me Aaron. Rodgers. Let me get. Let me get Aaron Rodgers." Let me, Let me get, get that. I'll hold Aaron Rodgers. You don't you don't want to treat Aaron Rodgers right? Aaron Rodgers, what you need over here? What do you want? I would can you imagine if on draft night the San Francisco 49ers made that call and actually succeeded in It would have been nuts, man. Like, it would have been the single most insane thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It, it, an MVP winning quarterback it's traded you, on draft night the and next year? You have to figure, barring injuries, that makes 49ers an instant Super Bowl contender. 100%. I like, mean, you have to say injuries, barring. Yeah, barring injuries, yeah. Their entire team. Was, got, I, I looked at the list last year of people who were injured. They had enough guys that were injured at one time to create like a whole other team. And that team would actually be pretty good. That was Their injury situation was almost as bad as your fantasy injury situation. I know, but you know what? <laughs> we both... We both overcame. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, nothing. <laughs> did not. I all. did overcome. I just still got smacked in the semifinals. It was a, <laughs> it was a shame. We're gonna get him next year, though. Hey, we'll see. I hope so. I'm rooting for you. I won't be able to steal Aaron Rodgers on the day after the draft. Look, there was a lot of questionable things about the path that <laughs> Listen, whole thing that was sus. I did. I did what I had to do, man. I did what I had to do, but I didn't win. So it's whatever, man. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Was this beer fine, Scott? Was this I mean, beer fine? I think. We know where you stand on it. I mean, here's the thing. I like stouts and I like coffee. And as and this says, is a coffee flavor stout. And this is a coffee stout. So that, to me, says recipe for success But Boo, boo, <laughs> boo this man. <laughs> this man's got dad jokes or whatever that. I don't even know what that was considered. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't but like if you it, think, You think I got dad jokes, you should see my shoes. He does uh, have dad shoes. I, I was he, there when he bought them. Exactly. He was the one who can, this man. Help me assume the persona. I, ha- I, have I helped him get the Air Monarchs, aka the Air Dads, for those of you who are uninformed. <laughs> but I enjoy this now. For me, coffee stouts are uh, have one, maybe two kind of beer. the the pa- The flavor profile isn't something that I would like to just sit back and like, you know, on a Friday night kill a six pack. I wouldn't do that. But this is like a good to me. Coffee stouts are best like. After dessert or something like that. Like, it's a nice way to finish off an evening. It's like, instead of drinking a cup of coffee after dinner, you have a coffee stout. You replace it with that. Like, if you're having an evening out and stuff like that, I would think this would be a very good way to, like, have, like, a nightcap. And I personally enjoy it. Now, I know that you had some reservations about it going into it, but as the course of time has gone, how do you feel about it now? All right, so I'm going to break it down for you. Pull up a chair. I'm okay. I drank almost the whole thing. There's not much left in this can. Um, so I, I really like that you said that this isn't a beer that you could drink, you know, a whole six pack of in, in one night in one sitting. This is legitimately, I could not have more than one of these, like ever. 
<laughs> in, my, in, in the rest of my entire life. Maybe <laughs> like, no, that's, that's a little extreme. But I could I could certainly not have more than one of these in a night. This is I could use this to chase something else, or I would have to probably chase this with something else. But I mean, it's not bad. I don't like coffee. So this was at an immediate, this could go no higher than like a four, right off the rip. I mean, a four is pretty high praise, though, for something. But I'm not giving it a four. I understand that. But to even even have the ceiling there for something that's the ceiling. Because I'm sure there are certain things you don't like, but if they're done well enough, you can appreciate it. This was done fairly well for. Like it's a stout, like we've already established. It's a coffee stout. I don't like coffee, and stouts are only okay for me. But this is a decent all-around beer. It's got an interesting flavor profile. It really does. It really does like encompass a coffee stout. Like it is a coffee stout. It doesn't pull any punches. It is what it is, and it's decent. Um, I'm gonna give it a three straight. Three right down the like gut. right down the average a, a little bit road. higher a little bit higher than average because I'm giving it a little extra credit because it really like I hate one thing I can't stand about certain flavor profile beers is that they say oh it's a strawberry and cream da 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 and then you and drink you it and you're like this should just taste like beer it's just an IPA this should just taste like beer like this actually tastes like a coffee beer and mm-hmm. you get extra credit for that for me you did it right Kate May Brewing I don't like it because I don't like coffee. But I don't hate it. Well, like I said, I think a lot of that is attributed to the fact that while it is a coffee stout, the coffee isn't like very, very strong. Like it's it's a nice note in there. It has a very nice coffee note to it. It's not like overwhelming, though. It's not like you just poured yourself a cup of coffee and drank it. That being said, because it is a little bit on the more subdued side, I enjoy it decently um, as someone who likes coffee, who likes stouts generally. Um to me, though, while it is good, it's not doing anything special. It, it is very kind of like, I don't want to say run of the mill, but it's about what I'd expect. It, it plays to be. it safe. Yeah, it's about what I expect it to be when I open the can. Like if when I open the can and took a sip of this, this is pretty much what I thought I was going to taste. And not that you should lose points for that, but to me, there's no wow factor. So while I do enjoy it, I don't love it. I like it a decent bit. I'm not like over the moon with it. So for me, I'm going to say 3.75. Okay. It sounds like you're literally exactly the same frame of mind that I am, but you just like coffee taste. Yeah. That's basically it. If I if I enjoyed like the taste of coffee more, I would probably agree with you exactly on your rating. It's a it's just a beer that does everything to a good to average like, you know, range. It does nothing. It takes no chances. It is what it is. It's fine. It's not going to blow you away. It's not going to be your go-to drink, I don't think, for most people. But it is. It's there. It does its job, and it, you know, it does it to a, a good degree. It does what it sets out to do, and nothing more. And nothing more. And nothing more. Nothing more. It's coffee. It's a coffee stout. So give it a try if you'd like. We We're don't not. have any extra, so we won't give you any. Yeah, go ask Keith. Here's, go ask Keith. Here's his address. <laughs> We're going to give you his address. We're stay, give you his address. stay tuned to the end of the video. <laughs> Anything you want. Social security number, I driver's can, license number. I, I He's about to have an account at my bank. I could definitely do that. Oh, no. It's but, an abuse of power. It's an abuse of power. But you know what? I like to abuse power. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we're all about here at the Brew Up and Spit Out podcast. We like to abuse power. Um, do you think we're coming back next week? Do I think we're coming back next week? Scott's getting vaccinated today, okay, everyone. If, if I don't drop dead tonight from getting this vaccination needle put in me, I can book it. 
Oh, I, shit. He put his finger on the table. I will book it that we will be back next Tuesday. That's three finger taps on the table. And I am going to say that's a stone cold lock of the week. Oh, shit. Is it a guarantee? It's a guarantee. Oh, no. All right. Well, you heard it here first. So Scott's either either way, no matter what, Scott's coming here to do the podcast. Doesn't matter if I'm here or not. That's true. Because if he guarantees it, he guarantees It'll it. It'll be done. It'll happen. Anyway, guys, thanks again for listening to the podcast. We appreciate you. We love you. Even when we don't record, we still love you. Send us your uh, your comments. Your if you agree with us, call us out for our terrible drafting, which was terrible. And if you ever have any topic ideas for the show, we always love to hear them. Or beer suggestions. Or beer suggestions. We're open to anything. We are a show for the people by the people. And we like beer that doesn't taste like ass. So please, if you're going to suggest beers, don't do it in like a a trolling manner. Or you know what? Or do. Or do. And don't tell us. And don't tell us. And then we'll find you. (laughs) We will find you. We will absolutely find you. I know where you live. We have actually listening right now outside your door, and I am staring at you, but you don't know it yet. Hey, yo, Scott, where you go? This man left. This man is outside. I I don't know where he went. Well, I'm going to sign off for him then. Well, for for Scott Big Friction slash Big Sad slash possibly Big Stalker Stone, this has been... Your host, Justin Wojo Wojo Hoetz. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day.